Lily this morning came up and was like, can we read John's letters? Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I love you. The fact that you're eight years old and you know that and like, you know what those are. Yeah. So. Because that we don't have, like, a set reading awesome. plan that we do with our family. We just Yeah, we just see... go randomly. So this morning I asked, you know, what, bo- what book Isaiah, are we doing? We finished yeah. Isaiah. So uh, we was like, what book are we doing? And that's what Lily popped up with. And at the same time, I was like, yeah, that's really awesome. Because I know that's, we both have recently on our own, on our own studied this. Stuff, yeah. Um, and then Lily came, coming up with that was, yeah. that was, like, really cool. So we read First John um, chapters 1, 2, and 3, and that's what we're going to go over today. Yeah. Um, I think we'll go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and read through them. Super, and then we'll kind of the, stop and talk. John's letters are super applicable to us, everyday believers in Christ. Um, they're very direct, very hard-hitting. I think First John, the book that we're going into here, is probably one of the most underused books if that's Mm -hmm. if you could say because there's statements in here that aren't made anywhere else Mm -hmm. the way that they're made the the way that john makes them and he makes things very plain and very clear and leaves no question to what he's saying and there's and if you no still have questions. Go reread it. <laughs> and yeah, and there's no twist of words or twist of ideas that you can put on what he's saying. What he's saying is very direct and very true. And you have to remember that this is somebody who walked with Christ. Mm-hmm. This was way before, not way before. This was a few years before Revel. He wrote Revelation that he that. <laughs> He got revelation. Um, so this is definitely in a, a a period where he he knows that he's been through a whole lot, and he he's he knows he's he's reaching towards the end. So, or he's getting towards the end. Um, so he's kind of just trying to wrap these things up, but. This is somebody that, that that walked with Christ that was there in his footsteps that took care of his mother that was um, that was with him and, and who knew him well and knew his his teaching just as well as anybody uh, that was any of the other apostles. Well, so think you get he's this. Watch the other apostles. Right. Die and you know, everything right. that is everybody that died. Has correct. Happened. By I mean, this, this time, this is just insane to think what all. Right. Because this is John has most likely died. this time that the letters are written. Yeah, he is the last apostle remaining because this is right before he got revelation, which is said, which is within probably a few years. Um, uh, you know, before he because we think that he wrote these. Maybe right before he got exiled Exiled, on Patmos. But it's not that that matters. But anyway, somebody that that just knew Christ very well. And and the most understated book in the way of just hard-hitting statements that he makes and that you can't make any play or any twist on or or change anything. They're very direct and they're very... That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. So... 
Um, go ahead. We're going to read um, out of the NLT translation. So and I'm going to start. What? Yeah, we figured that since we go ahead and just go through the three. I know we've changed this. This should be like the fourth change, I think. Well, some we'll get it them, right. Well, some of them are really long, so I guess maybe there is just certain chapters that we want to spend our time on. We're trying to keep these shorter for you guys. Um, but, but at the same time, we're going to go ahead and read through. I know initially we said that we wanted that we weren't, that I wasn't. Then we did. So we're just going to And then they were longer. Them. But yeah. we are going to try to make them not as long as we the yeah. other ones. But so, at the same Bible, time. Pull up your app, yep. and let's go. First uh, John 1, chapter 1, or verse 1, sorry. Hmm. Chapter 1, verse 1. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light and God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, verse 8. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. I was just going to point out that's the first of the hard-hitting statements. We call it, we're a liar. Yeah. If we keep living in sin. Yeah. So it's not that we don't sin, it's that we keep living, living in Living in sin. And that's the, I think, yeah, we'll go, we're going to get into a different conversation here if we don't <laughs> keep going, so keep going. Uh, chapter 2. My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only for our sins, but the sins of all the world. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. That is a very clear statement and no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's, yeah, if someone claims I know God but doesn't obey the commandments, that person is a liar and not living in the truth. Okay, what are the commandments of God? Ask yourself this question. We're going to that right here in the next part. Yep. Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it is an old one you have heard from the very beginning. This old commandment, to love one another, is the same message you heard before. Yet, it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment, and you are also living it. For the darkness is disappearing, and the true light is already shining. 
If anyone claims, I am living in the light, but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. But anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. Yeah. He, he, he lays it out clearly right there that it all goes back to love. Which Loving, all of God's commandments, like Christ you said. You can sum up everything in love because it, mm-hmm. it love is the, yeah. And, and that's not a love is the answer cliche saying. Mm-mm. That is everything is summed up in true love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Christ lived that commandment that he lived the truth of that commandment. That is a huge statement uh, for it. But. So you you live life that is completely looks completely different, mm-hmm. and your forgiveness and your mercy and your and your own uh, humbling of yourself produces willingness to help others. Right, mm-hmm. it, um, it 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 just opens your heart, mm-hmm. and you don't become so direct with your judgments over everything. You yep. start coming to everything at you know how can I help you? Yeah, how can I? This is, you know, the, just just living the truth of what what Jesus lived. So if you're and not doing that, you're claiming you're Christ's name, you're that, a liar. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean for us today? Well, how many times do we see people? This means that you're not slanderous. This mm-hmm. means that you're not. So, yes, that means that you don't share crappy things on social media. Yep. That means that you don't talk behind other people's backs like that. You know, we, we all we all have been guilty of all of these things. And even some of us are still, you know, those are... But again, if we keep living in these things and haven't transformed our lives from these things, remember, Paul says, so were some of you. Mm-hmm. So we're not better than anybody else. We all are guilty of all of these things. But you have to be radically transformed from these things and on a completely different path and in hate everything about that. Yep. That pa- and, and move completely away from that darkness into the light. So you have to you have to just leave that completely behind. And if you don't, and if you drag any of that with you, and any of that will not come. The first sign of that will no form of pride. So anybody that says that, oh, I'm living a life for Christ. Well, if you have a life, if you have a, a, a picture of pride, you're a liar and you're not because that's pride's one of the things that he hates. And we, John clearly states right here that you can't be living in these things and, and, and think that you're walking in the light. You're not. Mm-hmm. Carry on. I'm sorry. No, we're taking that no, it's way good. too long it's, on that one. It's, you guys should have heard us this morning with the kids doing this. It was... Yeah, this is, again, this is just kind of a, this is the exact same things that we talk about in our in our dinner table or our breakfast table. Yep. Same table. Verse 12. <laughs> I am writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. I am writing to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. See, this goes to what I was, was telling you. You know these things, right? Mm-hmm. Your 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 heart has been opened and, and your 
willingness to to love and give mer and, and just to love your neighbor goes you know that deep i am writing to you who are young in the faith because you have won your battle with the evil one i have written to you who are god's children because you know the father i have written to you who are mature in the faith because you know christ who existed from the beginning I have written to you who are young in the faith because you are strong. God's word lives in your hearts and you have won your battle with the evil one. So the moment that we truly become followers of Christ, that we repent, we have the Holy Spirit come over us, you've won the battle. Mm -hmm. So don't keep living in this darkness like you haven't already won it because you have. Yeah, no, you have, and you're not a slave to it anymore. And that's one thing that has been in my personal life. Doesn't mean walk. you don't struggle, and right. You don't have no, things, and, and, but and it's not very hard to it. not to because it's it's easier to condemn yourself than to be forgiven. Sure. And but you need to learn how to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you're to a place now where you hate as the garment even stained by the flesh, like yeah. everything about it. You hate the fact that that was a piece of you, that that was a part of you. You used to do these things. It, it, as long as you hate that about yourself, you're forgiven. And you need yeah. to learn how to get that out. Mm -hmm. Because you've brought it to the point you're yourself where you're like, man, I hate myself for that. As long as you truly can take yourself to that and make that an embarrassment, right? That's your low point. That's your point where you you know that's where your struggle like i said it's never going to go away because that's where your struggle is going to be but you're going to start to learn how to use that as fuel as as to to shape your relationship well as, what did as, you say in our repentance and sin podcast but to truly repent the the meaning of that is, is to, to, have turn, a uh, to turn right, of your to mind, turn your a mind to mind change your mind so to to completely change your mind in that way, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you, a lot of that comes from acknowledgement, humbling, um, bringing yourself to this point where you're like, you know, it's very hard to be. But once you do that, you can, you have gained a victory in that. Yeah. You have been forgiven, and and your guilt. I just before we started this, I read your guilt was nailed to the cross. Uh, this was. I'll give Piper another shout out because that was before we started this was reading through my phone and it was just a little clip there. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, that's so true. It's mm -hmm. funny that it, that he let me so use that now. Yes. Yeah. Um, Verse, er, but that's very true. Um, just to say that. So it was nailed to the cross. Learn how to be forgiven. As long as those things are embarrassing to you and you want to move past those things and you use those things. Uh, to further your 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 strength and and how you go about your life, then you've won a victory. Yep. Verse 15, one of my favorite. <laughs> do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. I love how John explains and gives you literal examples mm -hmm. here of things 
that he's talking about and so we get caught up in this term of well what's the world it's such a broad being proud of your achievements and possessions being proud of your achievements physical pleasure Um, but we're taught we should be proud of our achievements I did a good job shouldn't I get recognition for that I've seen people go to this and say that this is why you should not do certain things is because you shouldn't crave physical pleasure like that's okay that's not what that means either but going back to these things the worldly things physical pleasure um everything that we see pride in our achievements and possessions there that's very clear what are you pride what are you prideful in showing me are you prideful in showing me your house okay great what what does your house mean does it matter no it doesn't why don't you show me what what god did in your life to forward or you know how how you share the gospel with somebody or or to show me how your life is focused Mm -hmm. on christ show me that don't show me your house don't show me your car don't show me anything and that's why i guess i always go back to social media Mm -hmm. because that's a show me yeah that's a that's a show me to every it's that's what facebook is instagram all the social medias is all all the twitters all the twitters is the show me's and it's show me what I have, show me what I'm doing, show me what I'm eating, show me what's cool, show me what's not cool, show me how I should feel, show me, you know, Well, let me teach our children me. that they need to be proud of their achievements and proud right. of these things that they do. But we get caught up in this and you go, you know, even that, you know, it, 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 it's so difficult. This is why I said in an earlier podcast, it's so difficult for us that living in this age now yeah. because you get on the internet for a second and... Amazon. What do you think Amazon is? Mm-hmm. That's like the world on the internet. The world. It's like it's all right there. You can Amazon's buy it. Addicting. I know. And am I saying that Amazon is rolling? You should never. No. But Can't I'm that. saying that's where that we get our you tea. have to be careful because that's where <laughs> no, the is. world is, though. Because the world's at your fingertips at Amazon. You can mm-hmm. get whatever your human pride and whatever you don't really need Mm -hmm. you can get all of that at your fingertips oh and they'll finance it and they'll go into debt for it you can go into debt this and that's why it's so so difficult that's why it's so difficult for us so that's why i think even uh, you know i think for most of us even a social media exodus i think is is definitely needed uh, not for in the way of obviously in the way of, of communicating with one another. Well, it's great um, in so and, many and ways, talk, but, but it's not. In but so we many more. we need to focus on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't um, look. I get it. It used to be like a, a thing where it was like an avatar. I know we we need to cut the short, but. I know it was like used to be like a little avatar up in the corner where it showed your picture, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, cool, that identifies you. I get that. That's it. Is, yeah. But then now it's just gotten so much more. It's gotten into, but everything is about us as individuals, us as people, what we're doing, what we're showing, what we're. Everything is is in our face. You know, you can see that's all you see. But we um, need to truly assess these things but here we need in our to, own lives and our, teach them to our children. But we and but we there's so many things happening here that you don't see that you don't think about. But you have to be careful because every time, even one time, you get on Instagram and you're scrolling through, you've already compared yourself to five people and you don't even know it. And that you can't get caught in that trap. You can't keep doing that. Yeah. Um, so 
and, and, and so we have to make it less about us and, and, and focus everything off of us. Even let's not put so many, let's not, you know, that's why I, I enjoy so many of these things that are just, you know, sometimes just the pictures or like the, like how I want to do with the verses that'll go along with it mm -hmm. is because I don't want to see your face. I'm sorry. I mean, it may be, you know, great, but I feel like that that's that's a distraction, putting a distraction from, from what yeah. the content is, mm -hmm. and the content is right here, and that's why, you know, that's why we're sitting down even reading this and just putting it out publicly is because you lose this content isn't being given anywhere, yeah. right? It's being given in fluff everywhere. Yeah. But the meat of this isn't really coming out, and it, and it's being it's proof in the way of everything around us. So I know that we need to keep going because um, we haven't even made it past chapter one yet. Yeah, we're in two. No, oh, I mean chapter two yet. All right, verse 18. Dear children, the last hour is here. And if John was saying this like nearly 2,000 mm -hmm. years ago, how much even more so in the last hour Yeah, are we, we, we are definitely, the last hour is here. Obviously, we the apostles knew that the the this is definitely the time period that we're looking for. It's like it coming. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. But I pointed this yeah, out to the kids this morning, to. and I had to stop. Um, this comes from inside the church. Yep. He's warning. This is the last hour. This is in these last times that, that we're living in. People will come from inside of the church with these false teachings, false doctrines, with these antichrist this, things. This, these, and yeah, exactly, antichrist things. Right. And what's the 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 one of the number one enemies of of that is Satan is the god of self. Uh -huh. Right. So. In the last hour, these many are coming, and there have already been many that have already been appeared. So we have to remember this God of self that keeps popping up, as I just ranted about, is the ultimate lie. Mm -hmm. And we're, the, again, we're all captivated by it in a way. Um, but... This is definitely comes from inside of the church. And these people come in and they try to mix the social media with church. It becomes funny. It becomes watered down. It becomes, you know, it, it, it's, there's no content there. And that's exactly, you can see exactly where it's starting. And then from there, once one thing is compromised inside of the church. Oh, it's like dominoes. It's just like dominoes and it becomes empty. You can, you can see that everywhere. Verse 20, but you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you his spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies, and who is a liar. Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ, anyone who denies the Father and the Son is the Antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either, but anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught. And that's not just acknowledging him like, oh, yeah, I acknowledge Jesus is the Christ, so I'm good. I can do whatever I want. Mm 
Yeah. No, you have to understand that there's things that when you deny, you deny Christ by the way that you act, mm -hmm. by the things that you do. You can, Paul says, we walk, that they walk as enemies of the cross by their, con their conduct proves that they're, mm -hmm. they're walking as enemies of this. So it's by the way that you act, the way that you behave, that you become that. Yeah. Not by... You can't live like a sinful person of this world, slap a Jesus sticker on yourself and call yourself good. Right, and just say, oh yeah, Jesus is the Christ, so I'm I good, I can do whatever. Yeah. No, because your conduct out. proves otherwise. So when it says anybody, you're literally saying here that he is not the Christ because anyone who denies that the Father and the Son, anybody who denies the Father and the Son is an anti- hey, you're denying both the Father and the Son by your conduct mm -hmm. because you're lying if you're saying that you do know, but you're living as though you're not. Yeah. Very and good. that's a huge problem. So. Sorry. <laughs> Verse 24. I know you're... No, I know. I'm trying to keep you on track. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life he promises us. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true, it is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all who do what is right are God's children. Did you want to talk about the shrink back in shame? I wasn't going to go too much into that because I said I thought you said you wanted me to stay on track. And oh, that's true. You'll be here for a while. Do, do you know what? I do feel bad. I, we need to do just a whole end time one. We're caught up to him mm -hmm. in a glorious, you know, time frame for us. Yeah. So shrinking back in shame isn't something that would occur to people who are going, his church that's going to be caught up. So this yeah. is where you run into a deep theological argument, and I know people will disagree with me. You don't shrink from shame if you're living the way you're supposed. If you're to. living the way that you're supposed mm -hmm. to, okay? Because again, the next event that we're looking for, shout out to Rapture Awareness again in their mm -hmm. ministry, but is the rapture of the church. Yeah. Prior to, Prior to his second coming. His second coming. So, but that happens in the twinkling of an eye. Boom, done. We're out. We're with him. Caught up in a, in a you know, the trumpet. We hit, but it's it's a quick, very very fast event. Mm -hmm. It's not something that we're gonna have time to shrink back in shame from. But it will be. If you're not caught up mm -hmm. because there will be those on earth that will immediately shrink back in shame because they're going to realize what has happened 
Well, and it's so... So, again, I said that's why I said people definitely yeah. disagree with me on that and put a bunch of different article or arguments sure, in there. Sure, but the point here stick. in being, if But Christ, that's how I read... That's Christ, how I think, like, to interpret that, but every, to each his own on that one. If Jesus walks in the room right now with you scrolling on your phone, what you're posting online, what you're doing, what you're talking about, what you're watching, what music you're listening to, I mean, you can go through this list for days. If... Christ popped up in the room at any point throughout the day, would you shrink back in shame? Oh, gosh. Shouldn't be doing this. You're here. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, like when your grandma comes over, you're not going to be mm-hmm. watching something. You know what I mean? Like that type of an idea. So you can you can disagree theologically. That's fine. But the point here being that what are you doing in I your life that would it, cause you to shrink back yeah, in shame? Yeah, but I, I also don't. I also, this is where I don't think that we should just give salvation away. I think that. No, there, I agree, but I think we can I look at it in both I, ways. Right, I agree, and 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 that's where I think you're more so right about not, you know, people that are definitely maybe a little bit, you know, not on the path of of where they should be, but they they do know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that could fit there definitely. Yeah. Um, but I also think more so like we're talking, John's more so talking in a very, very like, hey, it's the last hour, Antichrist. We're talking more so like Jesus is coming very, very soon. I agree completely. So, yeah, we don't want to be. But at the same time, it says that when he returns, you'll be full of courage and not shrink back in shame. Mm-hmm. We're talking about when he returns here, mm-hmm. not so... When he returns, okay, well, that would be what happens before would be the rapture of the church. So I would be assuming that John would, and before this would be before John, under, well, not completely, he would have known, but this would have been a little bit before then. But he would have known the the difference there mm-hmm. of that statement so when Christ returns I'm you know I'm full of courage yeah. can you I, I, I know personally I am full of courage I understand Paul saying I'm confident yeah. I'm ready I'm ready to stand in front of the Bemis because I Let's know. Say, are you that, ready to meet your maker? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely am. There's no I shame. Absolutely, there's absolutely no shame. Is that a prideful? Absolutely not. I know it's that. It's only by the grace of I his know, blood I, am I I know that the first thing I'm going to say to him is like, thank you and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, because without you, I wouldn't be standing right. This mm-hmm. isn't, none of this is about me. This yeah. is about you wanting me here so that that's there's no shame mm-hmm. now imagine somebody that was caught in a position where their last chance was taken i mean they didn't listen they didn't answer this call that got serious especially in the times that we're living in that this call got very serious to leave this life to leave this world hey this could be the point where Christ does take his church. We could be that generation. We don't know. We could be. I know a lot of people are feeling this call to leave the world and go focus more so and live their lives on Christ and by faith. And 
praise Jesus. I see that growing. I see as we we felt like that, and now we see that growing, and now I see Christ working in all of these people. That's why I got so excited when we came across rapture awareness is because that just gets me so excited and seeing the Lord work through other people in the same way that he worked through me. However, that's giving a very, very real excitement to this period of time that we're in, right? If we if we are that close within this generation, I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if we are, then let's talk like we are because that's how we're supposed to talk. That's how John was talking in 90-some-odd A.D. when he wrote this. He was talking as if this was soon. So let's talk like this. In saying that if it is this generation, our lives, we, we can't be liars as we just run here. We, we, we can't pretend. We can't. This whole, this whole thing could be summed up in saying that this fake Christianity... You either do it or you either do it or don't. Like this fake Christianity, yeah. this is not going to work because or this is of the devil. This is not, and, and, and there's no if ands or he does not make it. He doesn't add any fluff to it. He doesn't say any fancy words around it. He makes a direct point in saying that if you're doing these things, you don't love God and you're a liar. So he's. And, and these are words that that these aren't authoritative to John by any means. This you can read this all throughout Scripture. Mm -hmm. But he's summing it up in a way and making it direct of us understanding our relationship with Christ and making that direct, saying, "Hey, if you love Him, you're not going to do these things. And if you do, and you keep doing these things, you're a liar. You don't love Him. And the next when He comes." you're going to shrink back in shame and wish that you would have li lived your life because you've got the worst part of human history coming towards coming you, towards you yeah. and you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're, we believe that Christ is faithful and we believe in the tribulation saints. We don't want to get too far forward here i'm sure we'll get questions on that one but we believe in the tribulation saints so we do believe that there is a group of people that will be part of the remnant preserved that's that's mainly meant for israel though so there's not going to be a whole lot of gentiles in this so this idea that you know okay well i get a second chance no america's not spoken of in bible prophecy you know what's spoken of? Israel. That's it. Because that's the only thing that's going to be left standing after this period of time is Israel. Anything that's going to be, and, and and that's not by, and believe me, they're not going to be standing very, that, that, only it, by it, God's it's only grace. by God's grace. But, so, it, it's a very small remnant of, of, of Gentile that'll make it through this, this period of testing. Do you think that you're that strong? That the Bible doesn't even speak of a nation? Well, if you are that strong, then why can't you get your life together today? Right. So, but you think that I mean just just don't don't think that there's going to be some other opportunity for you to get your life right. Mm -hmm. There's not because even if there was a period of time that 
God does gracefully give us that we believe in, it's not going to be a pe period of time that you're going to be able to bank on making it through and making it through very well. Because if you couldn't make it through this short period of time for Christ, you're definitely probably not going to make it through that period of time. Well, and even more, you don't know if you have tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. You don't. You don't. So don't be on the fence with your relationship if, and, mm -hmm. and with that either. Minimize the – did I – I think yeah, I said well, this in the last Sundays. one. But, I, yeah, minimize right. the damage of what you're going to do in your life. We are already over our time, but let us try to jam through Chapter 3 um, and get this done. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us and studying with us. First John 3. I see how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. <laughs> Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is, and all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure." basically what you were just saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Verse 4. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin, but anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. <laughs> They, Let me read the last part. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. He's pretty clear about this stuff. They, he said that they cannot. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else we read this, guys, without taking this quite literally and applying it to our lives. Verse 11. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil, and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. <laughs> Again, your life looks different. Mm -hmm. It won't look the same, and people, it'll, it goes against the grain. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it shouldn't, it doesn't look comfortable. It doesn't, you know, you're, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I'm sorry. Verse 14. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? You know... That doesn't just mean being rich either. No. That means... Do you having... have your basic necessities? Okay. Okay. Anything over that. 
anything and we are all if somebody else is in need we are all in first world situations here i am assuming you have excess mm -hmm. and there are plenty of people in need around you and guess what that 10 bucks you were going to go spend at starbucks give it to someone else that money you don't need to spend on Amazon, the trip to Target, the, the excess, the extra that you have just laying around in drawers and closets, you don't, and for us this is again why minimalism is a result of living this literally, not a focus in this our is, lives. This is it's the not about, reason why. This is the reason why we're so. Yeah, not why, this is the reason is because. You don't need to find better ways to store and organize your stuff. You need to go give your stuff to people who truly have nothing and need anything and stop hoarding up things in this Yeah, world. because if I don't do these things and I have excess, I don't love God and I don't belong to him. And that's, that's serious. And that, again, this isn't authoritative by John. This is things that you can find all throughout Everywhere, scripture yeah. from the beginning to the end. It, but we all have to stop and assess ourselves with this scope. Right. We have it, to. It's just that nowhere does it say... God says it, you know, and obviously we, we see it, that different things, but we don't see it this direct in the way of, you know, um, you do not love God or mm -hmm. you, you are of the world and not of the Lord. These different states, I mean, these are just so direct and, and we should take them literally. Dear 18, I think. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Yes. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. So, that's it. That's the first three chapters. Um, yeah, you will. They're fantastic. I can't bring it any more than I I think it's We're pretty clear. Late, no, I know John's we went over time. Really clear. Thank you. I think he said it all. I don't think there's much more yeah, to what, really say. <laughs> we don't need to make any. I get. I don't need to make any comments. About but I it. hope that these words, because they really speak to us and hit us and make us look at our lives through this microscope. So I just hope it can do the same for someone else in a way that will truly convict, turn them from, and point them towards Christ quite literally in every aspect of their life because that's what it did for us yeah yeah in every in every aspect minimalism isn't about anything any stupid instagram trend yeah it's about the result of living what, for christ living for christ so thank you guys for hanging out with us we will see you guys tomorrow as we finish up first john